I dig it. Howdy, everybody. Welcome back to The Collective, where we were going to have Yuri. He's uh, We're just waiting on him. I sent him a message, so he'll be here soon. Oh, I'm sure and, he's uh, on his way. Yeah. And if, until then, uh, Sean and I will chit-chat, as we always do. We'll answer some questions. We'll talk about some stuff. Uh, I do we'll have all these... talk about Yuri while he's not here. Ooh, that's a good idea. Let's talk about someone behind his back online <laughs> to the world. <laughs> that's... Yuri. totally the way totally the way um so so what do we got wanna, what do we got going so i got some points here that we can dive into right away or uh okay, let's do that. that what's up winter storm how's it going he's joining Morning. us once again um i got some videos here that yuri sent me that we can go over as well it's uh it's your call my friend uh you you run the show it's oh, your show on the show how is it my show this was okay i see how this is going okay <laughs> whose idea was this it was your idea chance <laughs> <laughs> it was my idea okay so um yeah well, let's do a topic then while we're waiting for your and if he uh, if he shows up he shows up if not we'll uh we'll carry on so before i'm going to preface this before we get too deep into it because it can be a it's a larger issue. Let's just put it that way. Let's do it. Uh, so the preface is uh, the American dream. And mm, that's uh, a juicy one. Yeah, it is. It goes in deep. Okay. <laughs> Holy moly. So I was thinking about this uh, in the car one day. And uh, my thoughts were basically it went like this. What is the American dream? Like, what is it actually about? What is the whole... Uh, concept of it which is you know the old uh the standard job nine to five job with the house and the white picket fence and the the car and the uh i i, I used to believe that the american dream was all about like freedom and liberty and um you know the pursuit of happiness all that stuff and then I started thinking about it and I was like, I wonder if the American dream is actually more about stability than anything else. And the reason I thought that was because in the time period, you're looking after World War II when the American dream was really pushed for a second time. Um, that's what that concept was, was stability. It was no longer war and rationing and... Uh, you know, strife. It was all about, okay, everybody, let's just settle down. <laughs> we'll have some kids. Everyone will work and we'll put the past behind us. Um, yeah, that's what those were my, were just kind of my entrance into the whole thought. What are your thoughts on? Well, I think it should probably be discussed through the lens of what it was, what it is, and what it will be. So mm -hmm. those are three different timelines and that's a good point you know what it was is unimportant i suppose what it will be it's anyone's guess what it is right now that's the only thing that matters i suppose mm -hmm. <clears throat> and uh to the question what is the american dream i don't know you know i, I don't even know if a lot of americans know Honestly, I, I don't know. I don't know how much thought is being given to what is the American dream currently. Mm -hmm. I know there's a lot of debate and argument and divisiveness, but I don't know if anyone's really sat down and talked much about it like it used to be discussed mm -hmm. back in the day. And so 
it just feels like right now the American dream. Oh, okay. I'm generalizing, obviously. It just feels like it's it's always in a state of flux.、Mm. It's always unstable, whatever the dream is, because no one really seems to be sitting down and really carving out what the current day dream is and then executing against it. It just seems an unstable dream, if you follow me. Yeah, I, yeah, I do, and I'm. Now, when I say the American dream, I, I do. I think I'm referencing like the North American dream. Yeah, I'd say. And because、uh, the Canadian dream is pretty similar, it's not the same, and I think it's very different depending on the regions、oh. of Canada you go into. Well, to the point. I mean, when's the last time any Canadians sat down and, and nationally discussed the the topic to really identify what the dream is? Because it's hard to execute against something if if there's nothing down on paper.、Mm, I guess that, that that's the that's the crux of the the conversation, then, isn't it? Yeah, a big、uh, three letter with a question mark. It it actually starts with a W and ends in H Y. <laughs> Okay, well,、uh, let's think about that then. What is the, what is the why? What is what is your why as a Canadian? As a Canadian, yeah. You know, I, I think trying to, I think、uh, those kind of things are defined by our cultural past. You know, what what are generally accepted practices to what it means to be a Canadian,、mm-hmm. and then, you know, doing your best against that cultural past or expectation and and. Seeing where it takes us into the future, but certainly right now in the present time, it doesn't feel like it's carved out、um, clearly as to what we are as a country. I suppose. I mean, there's there's general discussion, and you know, everyone kind of knows, generally speaking, what Canada is about. But I, I can't remember the last time that there was a solid discussion about what it means to be a Canadian. I mean, like a straight, clear up, easily definable, and and maybe it's because it's hard to define because we're such a melting pot, and you know we're it's such a broad range of opinions and ideas and and expectations and future potentialities and so on and so forth. I, I just I'm not sure that discussion has been had recently that I can think of that I nodded my head and thought,、oh, okay, good, we're we're good for another five or six years. Yeah, gives us a, a, an aim, a direction, or some sort. Yeah.、Uh, Winterstorm asks, is it a dream for success as a group or as an individual?、Mm, I, I, I think、question. that's a great question, and and you know it goes back to maybe it ties into what we were、uh, chatting about yesterday. Uh, with the CQB discussion,、mm-hmm. you know, one person CQB versus a five-person CQB. You know, in order to work in a team, first you got to get good as you. And so, you know, in in respect to, I guess, what it means to be a Canadian or or as a country, what do we want or whatever. I mean, first off, you got to start with a one-man team and figure out what you want and who you are and what it means to be a Canadian as a Canadian, and then. Like look around for the five man team and then figure it out from there. You know, it. But the the point is right on the money. How how can we know as a nation what we are if if we don't know what we are as an individual? That is a great point. And to、uh, to the discussion yesterday, we were talking about you know as you have to 
you have to build that concept. It's not something that's just like dropped in your lap. You can't go from doing a one man CQB and then just know how to move in a five man team or a 10 man team or a 15 man, whatever. It's something that you have to rebuild and integrate and develop and uh, try stuff and fail and then try some other stuff. <laughs> and like it's the, it's a building process. So I think that, uh, especially for <clears throat> the Canadian dream, I like the idea of, you know, being the best Canadian you can be. And that is up to you. And then looking at the person beside you and going, well, if they're being the best Canadian they can be, what can I learn from them? What can I take? What can I address? What can I put into my playbook? Whatever. And then, and then as a two-man stack, carry on <laughs> and then just and, and you know the, the the idea being that uh, just like cqb if you don't if you go to bed at night and don't think this i really want to know what cqb means mm. and then you wake up in the morning and and uh and, and magically there's an answer in front of you oh good i slept on it and now i've got an answer mm-hmm. i mean that's at least that's a start mm-hmm. then before you go to sleep not thinking about what it means and hoping that some magic powers drop the answer into your lap magically that just is not how it works you got to put some thought into these kind of things and so if you want to know what it means to be in a one-man cqb team or you want to know what it means to be a canadian you got to start thinking about it you got to put some effort into it to figure out what it means to be a canadian and then you know, if, if your ideas, if, if you solidly carve out your ideas of how you want to be a better Canadian, um, y- you know, maybe your ideas are way off base. Maybe you think that to be a, a great Canadian, you, you've got to go, you know, set your neighbor's house on fire. Maybe that's how bizarre your mind is working, you know. So my point would be this, that in order to be a good Canadian, you got to think about that yourself in isolation and then run the idea against your neighbor. Like, Hey pal, what does it mean to be a Canadian? Have you ever thought about that? Mm-hmm. Or you know, you're at work and you look over at your uh, workmates at lunch and say, "Hey buddy, have you ever thought about what it means to be a Canadian?" And see where the conversation goes. At least get some interoperative ideas to then maybe work together as a team based on what your ideas of what it means to be a Canadian. Because I mean, you could be way off base. Yeah. That's why you got to check in. Absolutely, I. Uh... I was just thinking about this was the fact that it leads into what we're talking about with martial arts or what we're going to be talking about martial arts in that if you are a martial artist, you have to be able to ask yourself, what is a good martial artist? Mm. What is a, because there are lots of martial artists out there that are not, they might be skilled. They might be highly skilled. They might be world-class athletes, but are they a good martial artist? And you know, they, regardless of their skill, they might have, they might have zero skill but they might own 12 geese. Yeah. You know, they, or, or maybe they don't even own any geese. Maybe they just own a bunch of memberships mm. that they've never attended. Whole but in their mind, now, now they're a martial art artist, yeah. you know? And so they pay their monthly fee. They've never gone to the, the location, but in their mind, maybe they're a practicing martial artist because somehow they feel that they're committing. I'm not sure how, but I guess uh, people work differently. And so, you know, that's that's the idea behind, uh, you know, if, if you want to draw it into the conversation about being a, a, what does it mean to be a Canadian? Well, what does it mean to be a martial artist? You've got to go figure it out in a team setting. 
Mm-hmm. Just like you've got to figure it out as a Canadian. You've got to go stand around a bunch of Canadians and have that conversation. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, Winter Storm added another point here. Does the success of the individual contribute to the group, or does the group, or does the success of the group support the individual? And I think we need to define that to define the North American dream. And I think we talked about this yesterday. Was mm-hmm. that um, with the in the CQB setting? If if everyone's supporting you, that's okay, so long as you are doing your best to get to the level of the people that are supporting you. That's right. But if you are not doing that, if you're just allowing people to support you without working towards being uh, better, without working towards being above, then you're not being an asset to the team. And therefore you are. You're weakening the team. Yeah. So I think that applies to this question. What do you think? That's that's how I thought of it uh, immediately is uh, referencing back to the discussion of the CQB tactics and and the implementation of how to interoperate within the team. You're either an asset or you're uh, not. And if you're not, now the team resources are going into you to uh, pick up your slack. And it's your responsibility to get better and start providing for the team rather than taking from the team. And I'm paraphrasing now that the conversation was longer, yeah. more nuanced, et cetera. But that's the point that uh, applies here, I think, is uh, the success of, it, of the individual is important, but the success of the team is more important because the team's success creates individual success. And so you've got to do your best as an individual to be best for the team. Mm-hmm. Um, but but to do that, you've got to become the best version of yourself. So you've got to focus on you in order to be the best for the team. So don't show up, don't show up as a, as a one out of ten, and expect the team to give you nine out of ten for the rest mm-hmm. of your life. You, you got to perform. You got to mm-hmm. support the team that you want to be part of. And if we're calling the team Team Canada as an example. Work on you, but consider the greater calling, which is work on your country. Yeah. Yeah, I was just thinking of the, uh, you know, as a as a member of a club and I go to jujitsu and I train and I work hard and I, I try to better myself. But in so doing, I am bettering the club. For sure. Because I'm becoming a better martial artist, which by that, by being a better martial artist, and working with the people in the uh, the dojo there, they're getting better because I'm getting better. And For because sure. they're getting better, I'm getting better. And then it becomes this positive loop where everybody's trying to make each other better and everybody gets better <laughs> while yeah, everyone's you're, just you're, working You're themselves. getting better in two ways. One is the active and one is the passive. And mm-hmm. so the active is because you're getting better on the mats, anyone who's new to the mats, you can now teach them. You can now... Uh, guide them you can skill develop them etc etc so you can practically um, interoperate with those individuals and raise their game Mm -hmm. so that's the active uh, portion but the passive portion is you never have to say another word you don't even have to look at the individual you they could be invisible to you but you're not invisible to them and so your job, even if you never say another word to any noob that comes onto the mats as the example, is leadership by example. You just do your best. 
and yeah. they will watch from the sidelines or right in front of you. And you never have to look at them or say another word, but they're learning based on your actions. You are leading by example. And so drawing that out into the Canadian concept, it would be a case of you got to do your best for sure and actively participate in getting making a better country. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, at the same time, y you don't have to worry about you know, waving a bunch of flags in, in your hand and, and saying, I am Canadian, y you don't have to say anything. You don't, you don't even have to own a flag. You've just got to do your best and people will see it and people will engage with that. And perhaps through leadership by example, they'll follow your lead and try to be a better Canadian, whatever that means to each person. And I think there's some general uh, principles that we could identify as what it means to be a, a good Canadian. But, uh, I think those are generally, I think they're commonly understood, but you've got to lead the way uh, as an individual. Yeah, <clears throat> I think that's, uh, that's some, one of the great points. Anyway, I, I really like that. that was, <laughs> I think you summed it up quite well. Uh, I got a comment from Eric. People referring to the American dream today often do it in terms of wealth and fame, making it, so to say and making it might have meant the stability referred to earlier to earlier in past times now people just see the same stability as enslavement i.e the rat race yeah listen i agree i agree with eric he, he's right in fact uh this morning i was and you're right from uh, i was saying uh, the other day about the jocko podcast and how i thought it might have been on the jocko underground it wasn't it's on the jocko podcast mm. and i think it's episode 369 and 370 yeah uh i listened to 370 this morning so i listened to 369 yesterday and uh, yesterday's was about the game and then this morning's was the game within the game and uh and and as you and i were laughing about the other day uh you know this this idea of the game that jocko is talking about in 369 and 370 episodes uh it's legit but it's not like jocko invented it I mean, it, it's just his observation. It was my observation 20 years ago. And and 20 years ago, there was a boatload of us that were having the same observation. And then 100 years before that, there was a boatload having the same observation. These are universal observations that are kind of universal truths, the game, if you want to call it the way, the path. And so, you know, listening to that this morning, episode 370, what was Jocko talking about? The rat race, man. You know, mm -hmm. like... In fact, his discussion, he talks about, um, you know, a starred general uh, saying saying to him, you know, he had this big, long uh, career and then Jocko was talking with him and, and uh, the, the dude looks at Jocko and, and, and I'm paraphrasing now, saying, uh, he says, that's all a pile of nonsense. You know, what, what does it mean? Because now he's a civilian and, and now he doesn't have uh, a bunch of flags waving as he pulls up in his convoy and, and someone opens a door for him. Now he's just another dude mm -hmm. starting from square one and no one's saluting, no one's handshaking, no one's actually opening a door for you anymore. In fact, you're now opening doors for others. In fact, maybe you're now pushing a shopping cart into that hellish uh, shopping space and mm -hmm. people are bumping into you and giving you the stink eye because now you're a quote unquote nobody. And so... You'd have to go listen to episode 370 with Jocko and understand what I'm talking about in the sense of, you know, li life life can change in, in the sense of uh, your identity of who you are. 
And uh, I, I think it's a, a valuable conversation that people should go listen to 369 and 370 in respect to the game. The game that we were playing as Canadians, I mean, that's what helped shape our country. And so in respect to the rat race, um, Jocko speaks specifically about that, how lots of guys, I did it myself when I got out of the teams, uh, chasing, chasing the metric of money, <clears throat> trying to establish your value based on making more money. Your value is your value, uh, your bank value. And uh, I fell into the same trap uh, when I got into computer system engineering. Here's why. Because when I was a warrant officer in, uh, in the teams, I was we were broke. We made like no money at all. In fact, I broke down my salary, uh, uh, I don't know, maybe a year ago or so. I put it up uh, on the interwebs. Broke my salary down as a warrant officer in JTF2. And here's what I was making per hour based on the average hours that I worked per day, every day no days off kind of thing. And I was I was conservative in this estimate. Uh, in fact, uh, it would be far less if I was being uh, honest with the numbers, but I, I was conservative and I said, uh, effectively, I was getting paid less than $5 an hour to do that job, which is an insane job. Mm -hmm. and, and, and it's so, it's so diabolically bad to pay uh, when you look at it that way. When I got out, I was like, man, I want to make money, not lose money. And so I started chasing that money and, and I wasn't, it's not that I wasn't happy, but I wasn't satisfied until I start, ma started making my first six figures. And, and once I broke into six figures, I was like, okay, finally, I'm, I'm playing a different game. And that was my game for a while was chasing that, but it was, it was the wrong game. It was just an outcome of the 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 pay game the the lack of money game that i just stepped out of mm -hmm. so the rat race is a thing for sure and, and you can get lost in it uh for sure um and and i think the important part is uh you know if someone says hey bro pull your head out of the sand and start focusing on the things that are important and it ain't money well they're right yeah yeah, I uh, luckily I didn't spend a lot of time in the rat race. <laughs> I did my time uh, before the army doing you know random jobs and stuff, and then I joined the army, and then I'm now retired. So <laughs> I haven't had to do the rat races all thing. Uh, you know, I don't know if that's good or bad. I don't know if if you know there's lessons in the rat races. There well. are. There's lessons everywhere. I oh, mean, for it sure. Really depends on where you uh, where you pulled from. I got a question here from Winterstorm. Is the Canadian identity determined by we by what we are? Or by what and who we are not. Mm, I think it's both. Mm, I was gonna say both I, too. I, I think but... it's a it's some of both. You know, the probably the best answer to that question is the truth lies somewhere in the middle. Because that's generally what we are as a country. Is you know we tend to operate in the middle of uh, not quite the uh, the neutral zone from uh, Star Trek, but the neutral zone of. Uh, politics of opinions of uh of stance of you know not making too much of a fuss uh, making the right amount of fuss but not too much fuss that's mm. kind of how we are as canadians we just hang out in that neutral zone of uh not, not it's not that we don't want to offend anyone but we just kind of don't want to offend anyone so we hang out in the middle that's how i see it mm. yeah i like it it's um that's a really good question 
I, I actually I really like that. It um, it reminded me of when you said the neutral zone. I just pictured like a whole bunch of Canadians just hanging out in space. Like, hey, buddy, what's up? Yeah, for sure, man. <laughs> so did I. <laughs> um, but yeah, there, there's some there's some really great things about this. And I was thinking about there's a Jordan Peterson uh, quote that he was saying that you can't be. Uh, to be gentle you have to know how to be dangerous or something like that and you can't be uh, weak and not be violent that's not a virtue by by not being violent by being weak you have to be capable of violence and then not do violence for that to be a virtue if you know what I'm saying yeah but where it all falls apart is nine Maybe not nine times out of ten. Let's 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 be more conservative. Eight times out of ten, every guy who reads that quote now thinks he's dangerous and now thinks he's like going to go sort it all out. When yeah. in fact they're the weakest link in the chain. Yeah. And 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 I say that they're weakest link in the chain, not not because they're weak which they probably are because if they weren't they they'd be able to clear this up uh, lickety split but they're weak because they they think they're going to go sort it out but they're actually the ones who need the most supporting that they need the most sorting out and it goes back to what we were talking about yesterday in the cqb if you don't have your skills as a one-man cqb and now you're trying to be part of that team and, and you you can you can't even do one-man skills Never mind team skills, mm-hmm. but now you want to be part of that team. You're dragging the team down. Yeah, you're a liability, not an asset. All the team's energy has to go into supporting you, and maybe they're just barely making it happen. That's a massive resource suck. Yeah, and and teams don't have the luxury of that sometimes. So you got to get yourself squared away in order to be part of that team. And so, you know, as Canadians, I think, uh, you know, the Jordan Peterson quote, you got to be this in order to be that. Well, before you can move even a half inch down that path that you've got to be this in order to be that, you got to start actually being this. Mm-hmm. It, it's not it's not like you read it, blink, and then move past it and think, okay, I'm already there. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm already a monster or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it just doesn't work like that, man. That. The most the time that you read that phrase, I've I've got to be I've got to become a monster in order to be helpful. The moment you read that, look forward into the future about ten years, yeah. and now you're close to being helpful. Yeah, yeah. I was uh, I was thinking in terms of the duality of it, uh, not so much the exact wording or the. Um, I agree with you, though. There's a lo- there's a lot of people that'll hear that and go, "Yeah, all right." I'm well, that's where monster, it all falls right? apart. But you know, that's I've... where it all falls apart. Yeah, the, the words I... are taken literally. So that's true. That's a good point. They are freaking literally. I was I was reading into it slightly. Well, I guess maybe more in depth of it in terms of it in terms of this question, right? In order to be Canadian, it is determined by what we are, but it is equally and also determined by what we are not right in the fact that we are and i think that especially there's this random fact i learned many years ago about uh, canada in world war ii was before the war we had almost no navy almost none and then by the end of the war 
we had the third largest navy in the world. And Canada does this in wartime quite often where we just kind of sit, we're like, no, we don't, we don't want to fight. We don't want to fight. It's all good. We don't want to fight. And then when the fight breaks out, we're like, all right, it's on. And we just go ham to finish and be done with it. And we're capable of great things. Hence all of, you know, the battle honors that we've won and the, the fights that we've, we've finished. But at the same time, at the end of it, we all go, okay, cool. Put it all away now. <laughs> right? And now we're going to go back to our lives and we're going to chill out. And we're going to relax. And we, I mean, we did the same thing with Afghanistan and Bosnia. And every time we don't need the military right now, we, we let it slide quite a bit, but then we yeah. immediately rush back. That's happened. Into, yeah. That's, that's exactly what's happened now. That's where we're yeah. at right now. Mm -hmm. But here's the difference between then and now, then name a big war um things were moving slower yeah you know world war one world war two um you look at the build-up of that and uh it's now it's now a a fair bit into the war and canada's still looking around thinking what are we gonna do mm -hmm. okay let's start building ships now, how long is that gonna take ah it's gonna take a couple of years all right we got time because this thing's going for a while so you know let's start building and hopefully we get them built in time and then we'll go see if they float yeah and so that's cool there's the the luxury of time uh but that isn't that's not how the world works now mm. the velocity factor is yeah. more intense and so um the gas pedal isn't just moving an inch into war the foot gets slammed all the way to the floor and the gas pedal is maxed out and things are happening per minute not per year and and the the response time to build a boat to see if it floats we don't have the luxury of that yeah just the velocity of of violence and conflict now is radically different than it was 50 years ago mm. so we have to be more <clears throat> proactive which yeah. is well i mean and we're not that's true yeah i was just thinking that uh, one of my one of my challenges, especially in martial arts, uh, has always been that, is that I I want to see what happens first. <laughs> right? I, I don't mm. want to be the initiator of violence. Mm. I will finish violence, no problem. That I got no issues with that. But I guess maybe it's just from the... I'm not sure what it is, but I... Especially in jujitsu, I will wait for the other person to make the first move. And then I will start my... Like, mm. in my, Every my time? Final start. Ah... I'd say up until the, I get probably two or three rolls deep, hmm. and then it's then it's Why like is that? game on. I mean, since I'm, we've yeah. since we've totally deviated from the topic <laughs> at hand. <laughs> well, I've, I've, I figured we're talking about martial arts. I'm going to try and. But all oh, right, we, yes, indeed, what, that's right. We were, <laughs> that's how we started. Started before with we, the, before we, we started solved all is, the, yeah, the the country's the problems. problems. Well, I'm going to come back to that. Don't worry. All right. Okay. I, I have right. a plan. I don't even know what's going on anymore. Here I have go. a plan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My plan right now. So anyway. So back to why you uh, you you don't think before you do jujitsu. It's not so much that I don't think about it. Oh, okay, that, that was going to be my point, but okay. It was cool. that I I like, at least I find it easier. Let's say, to react to a situation post uh, initiation. Sure, I get it. But my point is this: that do you think before you do that first roll, you know what? I'm going to do the same thing today as I've done every single day, ever. 
and I'm just not going to think about what I want to do right now. Right, I don't think that's what I do. No. Oh, what do you think then? I usually think about the what I want. First roll. So, what do you think? Grips. Okay, so you think <laughs> I I don't have a plan. I don't want anything out of this. I'm not going to initiate. I'm just going to like wait until I'm three rolls warmed to start thinking. I guess that is what I do. I I, I'm just saying, because no, lots of people yeah. do. Yeah. It's it's not wrong. It's not like, I'm not saying that if anyone out there is doing that, you're a bad dog into the doghouse. That's not my point. My point is that in your first role, if, if you know that you don't want to make a plan, because it usually takes you three rolls to start making a plan, knowing that your next thought should be, ah, maybe I'll change it up next time. See how that works out for me. Yeah. See, it's, called and a, now, it's called a pattern interrupt. And there we go. So this is what I, this is where I'm going to get back to being good Canadians is that, uh, I think perhaps that we are in that position right now. We have the ability to pattern interrupt at any point in time. I think that's what we're doing sure. here with the collective as well is that we're, yeah, for sure. We're, we're fighting the algorithm and we're pushing back on, you know, negativity that we see online and we're pushing back against the stuff that we don't need <laughs> to yeah, see well, we're, in our we're talking rather than not talking. And so, yeah. you know, any of these conversations, like the, the precise conversation that we're having right now, uh, if, if, uh, if what I'm suggesting to you is making you think, yeah, yeah, you know, maybe I should try that as a different approach and see how it works. And, oh, that was a dumb idea. I'm never doing that again. But at least I gave it a try. Mm -hmm. I mean, these are good things. Even if it, it even if it moves you uh, slightly left or slightly right by one inch to try something different, that's good. If you've never considered it before. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. And you're, you're absolutely right. It, uh, that's why we have conversations. Yeah, for it's sure. So man. we can share information is so that we can develop ideas and we can back and forth. And that's the whole point of the collective. Um, I got a, another a comment here from Eric. A problem with having our identity <clears throat> and value tied up in money or any metric material metric is you're constantly putting others below or above you based on what you have or don't have. I believe, yeah, that's a concept of like chasing yeah. chasing the Joneses or whatever it is, following the Joneses. Yeah, but you know the uh, oh, he's he's adding more, is he? Or? Yeah, he carries on. I can I can okay, add, just add this. In. So you'll never have enough. I.e., will never be enough in that game. Extrapolated to its extreme, you get a dictator. Never enough control or power. Yeah, you know at uh, at the high level, uh, he's right, and and uh, you know that's uh, that's how uh, things called the Colosseum end up getting built. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, you know, I think the. At least for me, I don't know about everyone else, but uh, how it worked best for me was I had to go from, you know, uh, a broke warrant officer <laughs> to uh, chasing money and chasing money. I had to understand, I had to contextualize it against uh, the yardstick of I'm currently a one out of 10 right now in the sense of making money. I, I wonder what 10 out of 10 looks like. And I wonder what eight out of 10 looks like. I wonder what six out of 10 looks like. And so I just started chasing the contextual uh, money or wealth or things that I'd never had before being exposed to. I'm not talking about like buying a fancy car or anything like that. I'm just talking about understanding money better 
how to create money better, how to shape that money life better. Once I understood how to get it, and once I understood what it meant to have it, then I was kind of satisfied to some degree. But until I pursued it, got it, and then used it and got comfortable with it, I, I felt not unsatisfied, but I felt uh, uneducated, I suppose. I like that. I think uh, I think that's good extrapolation into basically anything you chase because it can be it can become um i know this happened to me quite often where you know i, I want to learn about something so i'll study it for a little while and i'll get reach a level of competency that i feel comfortable with and then i'll be like okay cool i'm i'm okay here i like i, I like i'm cool what's next now what and then you uh either you dive further in which is, I think you made a point about this on one of the round tables uh, a while ago last year, was you, there's a choice that you can either dive further into it, go harder into the development or creation or whatever it is of that skill and become like an expert in it. Or you can shift focus and go to something else and start learning about that and then diving into that, into the depths of it to get to a point where you're capable yeah, and, and I don't know if I made the point at the time. I forget the fullness of the conversation. I hope I made the point then, but I'm definitely going to make the point now. Uh, for me, it doesn't matter if a person wants to scrabble all the way down to the rabbit hole, uh, the bottom of it. That's kind of like how I work. Mm -hmm. But how I work is I, I expose myself to things, like we'll call it podcasting. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and then when I think to myself, okay, you know, this is what I got to do, or this is what I'm being asked to do, or this is what I want to do, whatever. It doesn't matter which one of those do's it is. But the moment that I establish do, then I get on with doing. And for me, it's all the way to the bottom of the rabbit hole. I scramble hard. I try to own it. I try to chase excellence or mastery of the subject. It doesn't mean that I'll ever achieve that. It just means I'm going to go hard after it. But I can't do that with everything. And so there's only so many hours in the day. Mm -hmm. But I know how I work. And I know that once I sink my teeth into something, I'm going to go hard at it. Uh, but again, that's not for everything. And mm -hmm. that's not for everyone. But I will say this, to my point. If, if in that conversation in the past uh, that you're referring to, I didn't say this. I'll say it now. If you've never chased something all the way or to as close as the bottom of the rabbit hole as you can get, if you've never done that, you got to do it at least once. Mm. You got to go hard on something, a hobby, a sport or whatever, a passionate thing that you're into. You got to go super deep in order to understand what that means, in order to contextualize your sense of subject matter expertise. Mm -hmm. versus your casual dabbling with everything else in your life. Because until you form that delta between deep scrabble and dabbling, you'll never understand your own yardstick. Mm. Yeah, I think you do make that point. I'm thank, thank you for okay. clarifying that too. But uh, yeah, because you're absolutely right. If you've, you've never you've never been to the depths of something, and this also goes into... Um, 
martial arts martial arts this for sure but also the canadian identity of this whole question here um and quite a few things is that you have to you got to know what you're capable of yeah at least in one thing in one thing and it you know (laughs) goes back to another one of our conversations where i said uh i think you and i were saying it was like you in order to know where you're going you have to know where you are yeah for sure and it's just you have to you gotta have a yardstick you gotta have something to to gauge off of and if your yardstick is two feet away from you well you know i think you can go farther two feet (laughs) and and you know the other thing is um in order to go deep into uh whatever it is that you're wanting to get deep into martial arts or what it means to serve your country or whatever the case is um the deeper you go and the more that you learn about yourself the more that you learn about the people around you and what it means to have conviction or discipline and focus and execute against a task with consistency of effort and uh, have a not I won't call it a higher calling but have a greater um, target in front of you other than I wonder what's uh, I wonder how many ego waffles are left in the freezer this morning I mean you got to have more than that in your life you've got a the big dream that you have in front of you isn't something that you should be able to accomplish as you're eating your ego waffle tomorrow morning at breakfast it should be i don't want to say immense or dreamy but your goal in front of you should not be achievable by tomorrow morning and the goal should be far enough down the pipeline that to pursue it you've got to commit deeply yeah which means that you're going to go through some trials yeah and you're going to go through some hard days and you're going to go winner winner chicken dinner that's the good stuff <laughs> yeah uh and actually with last night so you and i were talking the other day uh so i that i'm in a depressive episode right now and i went to jujitsu last night and mm-hmm. it was it was a rough one i <laughs> good and that's what i mean is that it was it's one of those uh one of those roles one of those sequences that i learned a lot about myself because it was really hard i had a hard time remembering the the things that we were doing i had a hard time getting the moves down good you you sucked and yeah exactly you know what i did awesome i kept going nice i sucked and i threw the tears and that's (laughs) it i like i there was uh there was a point i was rolling with uh, a couple of young guys and they uh they were just all over me i had no answer no answer and i just like defending and defending and defending and defending and defending and then the time ran out and i was like what happened like normally uh i've rolled with them before and i can usually manage pretty well but Mm. these guys they were just all over me and so it was an extremely challenging 45 minutes worth of rumbling (laughs) yeah and at the end of that i was like i can't wait for sunday Mm. I can't wait for Tuesday. I can't wait for mm. the, like, I'm looking forward. So, so where do you think it went wrong for you? And by wrong, I mean like, uh, the Delta between your standard issue performance with those young bucks versus, uh, last night. Uh, I didn't feel like I was, by the way, are we off tangent enough already? Oh, or? We're, we're going there. Well yeah. off. Okay. I'm, I'm going to bring this Welcome back. to the Don't tangent show. Yeah, here we go. Um, uh, one of the, the things was I, I felt very, behind like mm-hmm. I, I was it took me longer to assess what was happening so mentally then, yeah and then and did you it, buy into that dialogue 
Uh, it wasn't so much a dialogue as it was just kind of me noticing that it was happening. After the fact, after you noticed fact. it or in yeah. the moment you noticed it? It was usually after. It was because I'd be two, three moves behind hmm. where normally I would be ahead. Hmm. And it was, uh, yeah, in the moment I was just trying to survive. So uh, of course, these, these yeah, guys yeah. are trying to kill but, me. But as an example, <laughs> after the roll, you, you kind of shake your head and think, what the heck? I'm better yeah. than that. What is even yeah. going on? And so did you did you think that? I, I thought, yes, I did think that exactly. Or did you think that when you got home? No, I thought that after the roll. And then okay. I was like... And so did like, you recalibrate? I did. And and what came of that? It happened again. You sucked. I sucked. <laughs> I sucked. Like, that's bad, okay. Bad. That's cool. And that's cool. And yeah, that's cool. And, yeah, I'm not worried about it. It was... Yeah, of course not. I, I continually looked at each roll as new. It mm. wasn't like... Oh, I, I need to do, uh, I need to do X or Y or this mm -hmm. or that mm -hmm. in order to beat this guy. It was okay. Whatever. That didn't happen. <laughs> new fight, new challenge. Let's go. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and it, yeah, the same thing happened. I just sucked. It was just. And so I, when you, uh, uh, you know, in that next upcoming role, did you realize, oh man, I, I blew it on that last role or whatever, however you categorized it, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Uh, did you like shake your head and think, oh, I'm just gonna try my best again? Or did you think, screw that, I'm gonna totally 180 my game? That, yeah. Well, I didn't say that exactly, but yeah, I was like, okay, no, I'm not letting this happen again. Hmm. And I went into that third roll and, uh, and that's when the game kicked, that's when the game kicked in. Oh yeah, because we've already established the first two roles. You sure, do yeah. no thinking. So. <laughs> but yeah, the third one, I, I I'm not sure how those first two roles ended up the way they did, because you know, like magical. Exactly. Yeah, could just be anything. Magic yeah. powder wasn't working. <laughs> all the talent in the world was not helping me at all in those moments. Without but thought. No, yeah, and it was a, uh, it was a challenge, and mm. it doesn't happen often that I have those days where I'm there and I'm. I'm that far behind, hmm. but again, it taught me something and it taught me how to be better next time hmm. because that third role, I was like, game on, I'm going to change it around. I'm doing something different here. And so I went after him and I did much better. Um, and it was interesting. My professor mentioned it on it was that the, between the four of us that were there, the skill sets kept changing. Hmm. So like. I had a difficult time with guy number one uh, and then guy number one had a difficult time with guy number four. And then by the time I got to guy number four, I had no problem with him at all. Mm. So it was this yeah, weird where uncommon. everyone's was going up and down. Yeah, and this is the best thing about jujitsu is that yeah. you're going you're gonna to have those days just like when you struggle with something new, just like when you struggle with something that you're trying to get deep into. Mm -hmm. um, especially you know like mental health or perhaps uh concepts of being a canadian we're going to go mm -hmm. through some strife times we're going to go through some difficult times as a group as individuals and we have to continually look forward okay what do we do different next time okay let's switch this up <laughs> okay we're going to change this we're going to change that i think that's you know uh, using the bjj example of uh you you require three roles to start thinking and i'm I'm generalizing me, mm -hmm. you know, just to make the point. Um, how, how do you feel it would work for mental health that an individual who's struggling with mental health 
they only consider how to do it better every three days. Yeah, that well, I I know people that do that. Well, <laughs> well, you're one of them, and I am. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, and and that's that's the point uh, on the BJJ mats, or that's the point in in life, in mental health, in any subject at hand. Uh, just because you did it one way your entire life yesterday, today's a different day that you get to rejig your program. It, we're all in charge of how we want today to go. And and if you've kind of been doing it not optimally in the past, change it now. So your so chances routine of not thinking until roll three, that that just changed. He's, he's going to start thinking like right from the get-go. He doesn't have to solve the mysteries of the BJJ universe on roll number one. He's just got to be intention-filled. He's just got to give it some pre-thought and be part of the moment with thoughtful intention, which is what we all need to do on the regular in everything that we do. Um, the pattern of, nah, I don't really kick it off until roll number three, that's a self-belief. That's self idealized prophecy and and it doesn't have to be that way and chance you and i can agree that the best approach to getting better at bjj is is actually being part of that first role and so that's the same with mental health it's not okay to just think about it every third day you've got to think about it every day and be intention filled on how you want to address that first role of the mental health day. And uh, it's actually helped quite a bit because <clears throat> this particular depressive episode that I'm in, I, I this is the best I've ever done. <laughs> this is, and it, it's been. I'm not sure my I'm not sure my advice of yesterday is repeatable to the internet uh, on how to. <laughs> On how to address these issues sometimes probably not <laughs> probably not but you know what there it's it's actually on the internet i've heard it before i've heard it in real right. so if it, yeah it's, it's been there before yeah. and i think the the point i, I might have used colored stuff. language i might have Slightly. used language that Slightly had that was language. distasteful but uh, well, uh it, it was it's it's not that it was sound advice it was just advice that was uh relevant to you in the moment because i know you well enough and and mm -hmm. That kind of advice doesn't work for everyone. It only works for some people, and it and it's the best advice for guys like you and I. Yeah, yeah, very true. And it uh, <laughs> it was uh, it's one of those things that you know sometimes you have to you need to hear it in a certain way. You know, I've yeah, said that sure. many times before. There's sometimes the verbiage has to hit right at the right time with the right people, That's and right. then it clicks in, and you go, oh yeah right <laughs> yeah and, uh, and you know if, if anyone's delivering any advice to like I, i'm not the right guy to give advice to anyone these are just my opinions but when i'm when i whatever whatever opinion i threw a chance yesterday once we'd uh, stopped recording and we were hanging out in the green room of the collective and i was giving some choice opinions uh that those it they don't all have to be perfect it's not like i'm i'm not I'm not trying to nail it 100% with every single word. I'm getting a general intention out and then chance gets to consider it and, and move forward in whatever way. But it's better that I say something than nothing. Mm -hmm. And it's better that, you know, I'm obviously making my best effort. But if I'm only 78% doing it right, that's 
that's better than 0%. And anything that, even if it makes you feel uncomfortable, even if I kind of not correctly calibrate the moment in whatever sense, anything is better than nothing. Turning a blind eye to things is just not the way to help people. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> it's a choice. That's the thing. Shutting down or not saying anything is a choice. It is. And you choose to either not engage or engage. And you're right. Engagement is always better. Always. Um, I got a comment here. Being Canadian <clears throat> means not allowing yourself to be defined by others. And despite doing well, always believing you could do better. That is a great. I like that. It is. It is. I really do. You know, uh, I will say this, though, if you can leave that up. Yep. Or unless there was a follow on that. There, there's a bit of a follow on here. Okay, uh, well, I'll just throw it up one. here. Okay. I think we define ourselves by the struggles rather than the successes. I I, I feel, yeah, that's kind of correct. But I, I kind of feel like it's, again, somewhere in the middle on that one. Um, I think as Canadians, we define ourselves by both uh, simultaneously. Or at least I do. Uh, yeah. You know. Uh, so to this point, uh, being Canadian means not allowing yourself to be defined by others. And despite doing well, always believing that you could do better. I agree. But here's the thing, you know, every Canadian is a unique Canadian. And some Canadians uh, don't uh, don't like being defined by others. And, and they dislike it so much that now they're flaring out and they're acting out. And all of a sudden they're pumping the fist at the, at the clouds and yelling at everyone around them. And you know, now they've got all kinds of flags waving, parading down uh, Center Street and and uh, yelling about what their definition of uh, what it means to be a Canadian. That's cool. You know, do your thing. Uh, you know, do your protest. Do your have your little song and dance moment. Rah, rah, sis, boom, bah. But the problem is, is when it's offensive to everyone around you that you're not interacting with this thing called society. And so society within Canada, I would say, frowns upon anyone who's yelling down Main Street, waving flags and punching people in the face. You know, society is going to frown on that. And yeah. so what you've got to understand, it's cool for every Canadian to to define themselves, allow themselves to define themselves and doing what you want, despite whatever others believe. But you've got to contextualize it against how how abnormal your thoughts are in respect to what our country called Canada as a society feels is a operative norm that is not so offensive that everyone is looking at uh, everyone else around them thinking is this really happening mm -hmm. and and if you're that guy where everyone's uh, looking at you and, and saying is this really happening it's time to rejig your program. <laughs> That's a great point. Then the uh, I think you're I think you're right in that. And the it's a it's a challenging proposition too because in order to in order to fix any problem that you see, you have to be part of the system in order to fix the problem. And the only time in which you can try to fix a problem outside the system is when you smash the system. And start over, which means you're going to have a whole new set of problems and a whole new set of things. And I think it's, um, well, I don't want to get too much into politics because we we right. really shouldn't. We don't want to get into anything here. We're not going to. We're not going to. So the concept that I was going to talk about was more about 
just be your best self. Yeah, man. Right. And then instead of, at least I think this is where it stems from. Instead of looking at it from a, I want change right now. What it used to be more of a, what can I do now to instill change over time? At least that, because uh, I like, I don't think anything's going to, ha- it's just almost impossible to instill, to affect change immediately. It has I to disagree. be. You disagree? Yeah. Yeah. I, I would tend to agree, generally speaking, if we're talking about society, but what is society? Society is you. Society is the individual acting within a group. And how does a group change? It requires change at the individual level in order to develop the culture within the group. And so anyone out there who's hate-filled, angry with 9 out of 10 Canadians all around them, and plotting to be evil, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> and, and, and now that you've heard that, you get to make a choice. You get to continue being evil-minded. Or you can change it in a split second and try to be better. Try to be good. Try to do good things for your country and for yourself and your community and your neighbor and the dude who always honks his horn and flips you the finger. You either get to focus on the negativity or you get to focus on the positivity. And by changing your program right now, split second this moment changing it towards trying to be better do better as an individual that feeds into the group that feeds into the community that feeds into the country that's what creates a culture a society as a as a canadian as part of the canadian society we all become better by the individual trying to do better not trying to tear the system down by yelling and swearing and pumping Mm. your fist and and kicking tires and cursing a you know whatever i mean that's that's just that's not interacting in a positive manner with the society that we're trying to shape to become a better community yeah i i had this thought while you were talking was that perhaps this is just a very quick thought on this is that the in the further inward you look the more drastic of chains are capable in short periods of time yeah versus the farther outward you look the more drastic effects and change take longer to do yeah and and it's uh it's it's a lie you're you're lying to yourself the moment that you start pointing your finger at everyone else and saying you all suck you're all doing it wrong your way isn't my way don't worry about that nonsense. You're wrong until you start thinking about who you are rather than thinking about who they are. Yeah. If you're using they a lot in your paragraphs in your head, stop thinking about they and start thinking about you. You're wrong. You're not doing it right. You can do better. Don't drop the word they and your life, not they life your life will become a whole lot easier yeah this this is exactly it eric Uh, you only perceive everything on the outside through your own senses and perception everything happens inside of you oh for sure (laughs) yeah that's exactly it um well we've hit uh, an hour we've gone on like seven different tangents throughout and i I know uh, we had a plan but where did it it all fell apart it all fell apart that's okay it's good it was fun 
It was fun. That was a good chat. I really enjoyed that. Um, oh, I didn't even see this one. Satch put in here. Awesome chat. Thanks, Satch. Thanks, <laughs> I, uh, I missed that in all the comments here, but uh, I can't thank you all enough for for hanging out with us. We got so we had some really great uh, interaction. You guys were awesome. Thanks for hanging out with us, Sean. Thanks for yeah, the conversation, for sure. man. That was awesome. Thanks, Any buddy. final points before we we shut her down? No. Um, tomorrow, our um, what are we doing for Saturday? Is is it? Uh, do we have something planned? Or well, initially we were going to do uh, Yuri, Yuri today, Saturday. right? We're going to do Yuri on Saturday. But oh, then right, The right, person right. I had for today wasn't able to make it, and I so Check. I got Check. Yuri to. Was do I need to, to know who you had planned today, or sh should I not know? Maybe I don't uh, want to know. I don't know. Do you want to know? Nah, surprise okay. me. No, I'll, I'll wait until they show up. But yeah, uh, for uh, Yuri, I think what we'll do is we'll do tomorrow with Yuri and we'll okay, be able cool. to go all over this stuff so we can actually have the conversation what I had thought we were going to have <laughs> when we started this morning. <laughs> um, but yeah, that'll so that'll be good. And then uh, I got some interesting stuff coming down the pipe for uh, the next few days. Oh, so, I love uh, interesting. Dude, you know, hey, listen, internet. For anyone who, I said it on my live chat on my Instagram page, uh, Sean Taylor's one. I said, go listen to the chat over on The Collective from yesterday, the CQB chat. You know why? Because that, that thing was freaking awesome, man. It was. And here's why it's awesome. Because not only was it a fun chat, but it's the freaking James Cameron technology that you're bringing from the Hollywood uh, extravaganza. I'm loving it, man. <laughs> I feel, you know what? If you keep it up, I might put you in for... Uh, I don't know, best special effects team or might put you in for some sort of uh, award uh, for the Employee Golden Globes. The day. Golden yeah. Globes, baby. <laughs> I think I got some uh, I think I got some work to do before I hit the Golden Globes. Oh, you got some work, Burles. Yeah, <laughs> I've always got some work to do. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that CQB chat was great. And I think we, we applied it quite well to everything else. And like we said yesterday, and we're going to say again today, was that we were not we're not chirping. We're not calling people out for, you know, you know, we're not sitting there going, this guy's doing things wrong. This guy's doing things whack. And this is out of shape. And this is out of order. It was just how these things apply to life. Yeah, for sure. So I just wanted to make sure that that is thoroughly place. So everybody knows <laughs> that's not what we were going that's after. Right. But um, yeah, if you haven't already do subscribe to the channel, do hit the little notification button, go over to the website, the dash collective.ca enlist sign up so that as we learn and grow and build the collective, we, uh, we do it together. So I like it. We'll see you tomorrow. Chimo, right. everybody. Chimo.